I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to another of my clients for the Client Stories series. This week I'm talking to Anna and Anna has been coming to my classes for quite a while now. She started coming to my real life classes and has transitioned over to the online classes and she's also part of my meditation membership group. And she talks about how when she first tried yoga, she thought that it just wasn't for her. She was one of these people, like me really, who isn't naturally flexible and so can sometimes feel a little bit intimidated in a regular yoga class. We talk about how in some yoga classes you can sometimes feel quite intimidated and like you don't fit in or belong there. Hopefully these days yoga classes are becoming more and more inclusive and less like that. For her online yoga has helped to make movement a habit yoga a habit she's found connection accountability convenience and support from the membership and feels more grounded and more aware of her body like many people she's found yoga more accessible than meditation as a way to feel calmer and more relaxed we finish by touching on the subject of yoga on instagram and how it's important to get a fine line between challenging ourselves in our yoga and striving to achieve some of the things that we see on social media perhaps losing the point of yoga in the process thanks so much for joining me today and um, well i thought we'd start with a little bit about your background anna so like you work for a charity, is that right? I do, yeah. So I, um, well, I suppose my career started really in sales and business. So I worked in sales. I worked uh, back in New Zealand where I'm from and I moved over to do retail sales in London and then I did uh, recruitment um, and then internal recruitment. So I worked in the city for quite a few years. Um, and when I got made redundant for my internal uh, recruitment role, Uh, I kind of thought, you know what, I don't really want to go back into the private sector. I don't really want to go back into necessarily like HR or recruitment um, or sales. And so I took some time off and did um, volunteering for about two or three months. I did um, a lot of conservation volunteering and I did some kind of projects and mini projects with different um, groups, which was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And then I was lucky enough to get a role as a community development officer on the back of some of the volunteering and the connections and stuff that I'd made. And that kind of, I suppose, put me into the charity sector. And I think from that point on, that was, I really wanted to stay in that area. I did a master's in the voluntary and community sector studies, um, which was fascinating because obviously I didn't really come from that kind of charity background. So that was really interesting too. Um, And yes, and so now I'm a director of a charity um, based in Kent. Um, so yeah, which charity is it, Anna? Uh, it's Migrant Help. We support asylum seekers, victims of trafficking, and refugees. Amazing! So, what wonderful yes. work! That's awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, challenging, but uh, <laughs> but good. I bet. And so um, that's kind of leading nicely into my next question, which was um, why yoga and meditation? What's like, what kind of um, drew you to those modalities? Um, I think, well, years and years ago, I used to do quite a lot of meditation. Um, I think before I kind of came over to the UK, I was probably into it a lot more and a lot more, uh, I did a lot more regularly. Um, and then just dropped it for like, you know, 15, 15 odd years or something and didn't really get back into it. And then I think, um, I very much live in my head. So I have a lot of anxiety. I can get quite caught up in all of that side of things. And um, I think it just got to the point where I just needed something to really calm myself down. And I've tried yoga before, like lots of different types of yoga over the years. And I've had really differing experiences with it. And I kind of, I actually just gave up on yoga and just thought, you know what, yoga is just not for me. <laughs> actually, that is not, um, yeah, that is not uh something that I really want to do. I just don't think I'd get anything from it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, I tried all sorts of different ones and, uh, but I never really felt comfortable in the classes. I never really felt like I connected. Um, and, uh, but I think it just got to the point where I thought, you know what, like there's one just literally a couple of minutes from my house. Let's give it a bit of a go. Um, and I just felt really comfortable and, uh, I think it was the first time that I'd done yoga where I felt like it didn't matter that I couldn't touch my toes or that I was really inflexible or that I didn't even know what a downwards facing dog was. And it didn't really matter any of that stuff. And I could kind of relax into it a bit more. And then I have to say that actually it was lockdown and a lot of the online classes that helped me to get it more regular because sometimes you get home from work, you're kind of stressed, you do all this home stuff and then having to sort of get yourself, get your kit on and, and get dressed to go to yoga, even if it is only a five minute walk away, was actually quite difficult to do regularly whereas with online as soon as like the lockdown happened I could just literally wear whatever I was wearing and walk upstairs and it worked a treat for me and that was when it became a habit I think oh, that was much easier for me to make it a habit yeah that's awesome that's so cool and and that's so funny because that was my next question have you managed to make it a habit and how wonderful that um you know obviously with lockdown there's been so many challenges but it has kind of opened up this new awareness of how we can do stuff online and yeah. I totally agree I've got the same I've had the same sort of experience where I probably never would have done a yoga class online before lockdown and now I go to a class with a teacher um who I've been following for ages and she's in Brighton and I never would have been able to go to her classes yeah. and like you say you can wear your pajamas you can <laughs> just go to the next room or whatever you know and um there are all those barriers to our motivation, aren't there? Especially at this time of year, like the dark nights, you get home, you basically feel like you're ready for bed at about six o'clock, don't you? So trying to sort of get out of the house, get into your yoga stuff, get in the car, drive to a cold hall, which is kind of what we used to be doing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Is not always easy to keep that practice going. It's just those yeah. barriers to your motivation. So I'm really pleased that you've managed to make it a habit. And um, so how does it make you feel having that habit? Um, I suppose it's interesting, actually, because when I um, 
I think so. I've heard that some people sort of say that when they do yoga classes and things like that, they feel kind of relaxed and they feel taller and they walk higher or whatever. But actually, when I finish a yoga class, I feel shorter by a, quite a lot. And I think that's because I live so much in my head with all this anxiety and everything like that, that actually it's yoga that really grounds me and makes me feel like I'm more solid, more stable. And yeah, and on that basis, kind of closer to the ground, which I always but I think that's when I feel like it's been a really good session is when I actually feel shorter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, and it, and it reminds me about how not grounded I am, I think. And because I do live in my head so much, like how it's, and I think that's why perhaps for me, yoga is better than meditation because with meditation, it takes me a lot longer to quiet, quiet and down to relax. Yeah. Um, I did try that kind of 20 days of meditation and, and mindfulness and everything like that. And while I found it really helpful, it didn't always feel quite right. And I think, you know, I think it's because it was still quite a mental exercise. Whereas with yoga, it's physical. And so when you're stretching, all you can think is like, oh my gosh, I can barely breathe. Or, <laughs> you know, this is really painful or what, you know, or this feels really great, you know, and, and, so you're kind of thinking more about your physical body than what you are about the thoughts that are going through your head. And so it really does help me to silence those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, that's, that's why I found yoga a lot more helpful than perhaps the meditation side. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, to kind of calm those thoughts and to have that kind of peaceful peaceful moments. And then just on a day-to-day basis, when you do kind of do it a few days in a row, you're more aware of how your body feels at different times. You know, all of a sudden you'll be walking along and you're uh, like taking the dog for a walk and you'll be thinking about your feet against the sole of the ground. Yeah. Uh, so your soles of your feet against the ground and, uh, and you'll be more mindful of kind of how I sit in front of the TV, for example. I'll be like, oh, actually, you know, moving position and, and just having that kind of physical awareness, which again, keeps me grounded like throughout the day. Yeah. I think a bit more than perhaps just the meditation side of things. But yeah, I mean, I do like meditation, but I don't feel like I could quite get into it the way that I can with yoga. Yeah, no, I completely get that. And I think it's, it's probably quite a common, um, thing that people find. And I certainly, definitely, I was exactly the same. Um, the, the movement aspect, the physical side of yoga gives us something very tangible to focus on, doesn't it? And, um, and to focus our awareness on, and that's the practice in, um, where we're training our, our mind in meditation to focus awareness on something to start with, whether it's physical sensation or the breath, or and then later on you go into the meditations where you're not focusing your attention on anything, and that's more challenging. And there's lots of yeah. different ways of doing it and um, different ideas that you can explore. And that's why I like actually I like to do lots of different types of meditation um, yeah. practice, um, varied sort of. Um, types you know I don't like just sort of one doesn't always do the job for me and I also find that um that's where the breathing comes in because breath awareness and focusing on the breath is such a wonderful tool when we're doing something that's potentially just still so we haven't got that movement so then you can use the breath as a tool instead of the physical sensation 
Um, yeah. You know, and yoga is actually like um, beyond the um, the physical, which is the asana, which is the, you know, the poses that we do. That's like one limb of eight um, limbs. And, you know, they are also then breath work or pranayama, meditation, um, and so on and so on. Um, and so it's interesting because I think that's a lot of people's step into this kind of um, practice is the physical because we can all we can all kind of get get on board with that in some way, can't we? As long as we're feeling yeah. comfortable doing it and not uncomfortable and it's not putting us off completely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I thought I'd never be a yoga person a little bit as well, because I've been to so many classes where I felt really uncomfortable and just that I didn't really belong or I didn't really fit in. And I still get that anxiety when I go to like a real life class of like, where do I put my mat? How far away should I be from that mat? And, you know, all this type of stuff. Should I sit quietly? Should I say hello to the person? Like all of that. So by the time I actually get into yoga, I'm still a little bit heightened (laughs) in a way. And that's even more, yeah, more stress. And that's even more so in some, um, you know, in some particular, I suppose, situations or in classes that I have been in in the past. I remember I went to one where they kind of teach you a certain sequence of poses. I can't remember what the type of yoga is, but it was like a sequence of poses. Um, And then once you master that sequence, they then take you to the next level of poses and, and all this sort of thing. But when you go into the class, you're with people at all different levels. So, you know, I kind of walked into the class, my friend did that sort of yoga. So she said, come along. And it was the most peaceful room you've ever been in. But, you know, I kind of walk in and there's someone like literally upside down on their head doing a handstand and, you know, very advanced kind of yoga poses. And I just thought, my energy, I'm so nervous that they must be able to just feel like this anxious person has just walked into the room and like, you know, this, this kind of like, I must've just been a ball of kind of nervous energy. And I just, and everyone else is really peaceful and doing their yoga and even things like that when I actually really enjoyed that, but I kind of couldn't feel quite so comfortable in the first instance, I think, because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I walking into? So I think, and it is an element of, yeah, being you've got to kind of get through that I think a little bit to be comfortable in yoga and and to be uh be in the right kind of class for you I think that's a a big part of it so yeah yeah I I agree and I mean it's great that there's so many different types of yoga out there that there's um there is surely something for everyone and that's the thing and they can vary classes can vary so much um depending on the different styles um, but I mean, I do my philosophy and my belief is that I, I think that um, a yoga class should be an environment that's um, welcoming and um, inclusive. And um, and I kind of feel like hopefully we're moving away from in the yoga world, you know, um, that idea that you have to sort of it's almost like um, an initiation. You have to kind of get through you know, and it's all like joining a sort of club, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sort of yeah, get sort of accepted by the club or something, you know, yeah, and a members club, you know, very exclusive. And uh, yeah, only you can only join if you can touch your toes and do a handstand. So I think yeah. that's, I feel like hopefully we're moving away from that because I'm not sure that 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 doesn't necessarily fit with how I understand yoga to be, oh. you know? Um, and I just feel like, um, 
well, my my idea is that it should, you know, it's here. It's a practice that's there to help people, to all, help all of us, me as well, hopefully, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so hopefully more and more yoga classes are becoming more and more inclusive and, and welcoming. And so that you wouldn't feel that way when you walked into them. Mm. Um, yeah. What have you found is the best thing about um having signed up to the membership um i think a lot of it is accountability so you know there is you're signed up to the membership you've signed up to a group um so i think it's it's kind of having those classes coming on a regular basis you know that they're there um you kind of see the same people in a lot of the classes as well which is quite nice um but i think yeah a lot of it is seeing the posts go up, seeing people uh, communicating or, yep, I'm going to come to this class this week or things like that. It does make you feel a lot more accountable. Um, And just more like that the classes are available to you whenever you want to. Um, If you can't attend the class on a particular Thursday night, you can watch some of the videos or follow pieces in your own time. Um, So, yeah, I think it's kind of that kind of group mentality isn't it of kind of having that support and having lots of people doing it and getting involved and um yeah definitely supportive yes yeah I think that accountability and support are um are really important aren't they for for helping us to stay um with a habit that we want to form and you know because uh life is busy and there's so many distractions and so sometimes we just need a little bit of an extra sort of knowing that yeah like you say other people are going to be there see the same faces there's I find there's a real connection even though we're doing it virtually and online I get a lot from uh, the live classes you know and I think uh, for me I would, um, yeah, because you, you see some memberships and it's just a video only. But for me, I really think the live classes are have something added and extra. Yeah, of, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and, see. and also, if you miss one, yeah. then you know that you can just join the next one as well. Like, it's always there, if that makes sense. So it's kind of, it just feels like it's a lot more available. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks so much for talking to me today, Anna. Really appreciate No problems. And... Um, yeah, so what do you think, Where will you just continue to practice um, yoga? Do, would you ever be interested in deepening your practice more or learning more stuff? Like, is there anything you particularly want to delve deeper into? Oh, I think for me, I suppose I'm still strengthening a lot of my, uh, I suppose, my body. I still get the shapes an awful lot. Sometimes I still can't hold poses a great deal. Like things like downwards facing dogs still isn't necessarily particularly comfortable to me to hold for a long period of time. So I kind of feel like um, there's a lot more... I could do in that kind of way. And it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because I watch, I like follow people on say Instagram or something like that. And you see these people do these amazing poses and you think, Oh, I want to be able to do that. Um, and so then there's kind of this thing of, I want my yoga to be to the point where I can do this ridiculous move that involves, you know, bending yourself in all sorts of positions but I'm still very early on my yoga journey. So I know that I'm going to be very far from that, but also it's not necessarily about 
looking like those people, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's kind of fighting that mentality of that kind of keeping up with the Joneses oh, or I've got a, my yoga practice has got to look like that. By the end, you know, by the time I've done it in a year's time, I too will be able to do this ridiculous pose and look at me standing on my head. But it's actually the journey. And so I have to kind of pull myself back from that and kind of go, it's not about being able to pull a fancy yoga pose and make yourself feel like you're a really good yoga person. It's about the journey. It's about every time you do a practice, you feel more grounded, you feel more calmer, you know, you're, you're out of your head and you're into your body. And it's about that rather than perhaps that where you want to be. So yeah, so one part of me is like, oh, I want to practice some really difficult moves and get like more into kind of proper yoga type stuff. And then the other part of me is like, no, 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 no. Like, you just want to do it day by day and just keep practicing. Yeah, that is so, so insightful. And it's something that I, um, you know, I'm thinking about loads myself at the moment. And actually, um, I'll probably be covering that in the next podcast episode that I'm doing where I'm talking to this yoga teacher that I was telling you about in the States. And this idea of how, yeah, those the pictures, the images that you see on Instagram, and, and doesn't that do that to all of us? It does it to me too. Yeah. I've actually unfollowed all yoga teachers. <laughs> I've unfollowed them all because I found that I was, it, yeah, it was taking me into the same mentality that I had been trying to remove myself from with yeah. yoga. <laughs> so I was just yeah. using yoga as another way of um, achieving, you know, and um, yeah. winning, I don't know, like these terrible sort of like these yeah. ways that you're, um, you get caught up in patterns of behavior that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily where you want to be or aren't necessarily the best things for you and so yeah yeah, I really uh totally recognize that and it's very (laughs) insightful to have sort of you've just nailed that yourself and (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um it took me a long time it's only recently I've just thought hang on a sec yeah because and and it was really strange actually because I just was researching something and I was looking at yoga teachers again on Instagram and it actually blew me away um and I was just thinking because I don't even do any of that stuff anymore. I don't even yeah. try to do it anymore because I've realized that actually that's not what my body needs. Yeah. And actually when I take yeah. those pictures away from me, I don't even think about them anymore. I don't even think about doing those particular poses in that way. Um, so yeah, I w- it actually really shocked me. Um, yeah. And sometimes I think it can get to the point where it's almost like, um, it, it's not even yoga anymore. It's like contortion and mm-hmm. um, it's performance, as it were, you know, rather than there's, there's no introspection going on there at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's, it's absolutely it. And I think that's what I keep reminding myself. And sometimes when we're doing a yoga practice, we'll pull a move that we might have done before. And I'm like, oh, this looks like the move from the pictures. And, you know, you get a little joy in that little moment of, I look like a proper yoga person. That is like reminding yourself, like to take joy in those moments, not be like, yes. that shouldn't be your practice every day. Yeah. It's like to be like, oh, look at me. I'm actually doing a proper yoga pose and like, <laughs> and feeling okay in it and a joy in that moment rather than kind of like feeling that there should be all day, every day, every practice. Definitely. Um, and, also, and I think it's reminding of that. That's it. And the, the other side of the coin is like, I don't want to suck the fun from yoga because there is p- a playfulness about challenging yourself. And I, I don't mm. think that there's anything wrong with sometimes trying those things that are a little bit weird and crazy and, um, you know, just for fun, just give them a try, but without any yeah, necessary, yeah. any expectation 
or and without feeling bad because you can't do it you know because that's what mm-hmm. I think we try to avoid with this stuff it's like yeah let's take away the kind of shaming or you know all the stuff that we don't want in yoga classes to be felt yeah. made to feel inferior because we can't do something because basically our bodies just aren't built that way and that's yeah. the case with those, these poses you know a lot of it is down to um the very sort of structure of our body our bone structure so we'd never yeah. be able to do it. It doesn't matter how many years you did it for, if you did it for the rest of your life. Um, and I think lotus pose is probably that for me. And I think I've just kind of thought, no, I don't need to try and do that anymore. Yeah. You know, we all have we all have them. And um, so it's finding that balance, I think, balance between play and and sort of being aware of what we're trying to achieve, I guess, what we're trying to get from our practice. Thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and i'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself i've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast Take care, guys. See you next time.